over the past few weeks, God has been bearing his heart to the congregation at Sierra Bible Church through his servant, Pastor Jesse. The messages that Pastor Jesse has brought from the book of Jonah have been rich. They have been full of the the wisdom of God and the the calling from God's heart, Uh, not just to Jonah, but to each one of us as individuals and as a congregation. I, for one, had no idea just how rich and deep a reservoir God had given us in that old story of Jonah. And as those who have been chosen by God in Christ, when God speaks to us in such ways, we have a responsibility to respond to his words. We have a responsibility to respond as individuals. What has God spoken to me? What has God shown me? How would God have me to respond? But we also have a responsibility as a body. There's an individual response. There's a corporate response to the words that we have heard in these recent weeks. For those of you who have known me any length of time at all, you know my great love for Christ Church. Next to my love for my Lord and my love for my family, I have no greater love than Christ Church. This congregation that God has allowed me to serve for these 27 years has been the love of my life. A few years ago, God revealed to me that one of the ways he continues to shape his church into the image of his son is through our obedience to 29 one another admonitions that are found in the New Testament. Since that time, I have diligently studied these one another admonitions. But in the past few weeks, much to my surprise, I discovered another dimension of the one another's. And even more surprising, I found this new dimension in the Old Testament book of Malachi. Malachi is a word of correction to God's people. It's a call to repentance. They had become careless in their worship of God. They had become unfaithful in their marriages and to their marriage vows. And they were robbing God by spending on themselves the 10% of their income that belonged to God. As is usually the case, some heard and responded to the word of the prophet, while others heard but continued with business as usual. Listen to the testimony about those who acted upon the prophet's words. Listen carefully from Malachi chapter 3. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not. 
The prophet has spoken. He has brought a message to God's people from God. And the first thing we read in this passage is, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. This is that group of people who heard God's voice, recognized it as God's voice, and out of their respect for the Lord, are now wanting to heed God's voice. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. Now we need to understand that this speaking to one another is not mere idle chit-chat. They're not talking sports. They're not talking about the weather or the latest fashions. They're not talking about politics. What they are talking about is the word of God that they have just received through the mouth of his servant. The picture here is they're gathering together one-on-one or in small groups, and they're asking, how do we respond to what we have heard? As they gathered together for this exercise, God himself paid attention. The passage goes on and says, the Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. In the sixth chapter of Esther, we read about a night when King Ahasuerus could not sleep. So he called for someone to read to him. And the book that was read to him was the book of memorable deeds from the chronicles of his kingdom. In them, he was reminded of a time that Mordecai the Jew had foiled a plot on the king's life. The king asked the one who was reading him if Mordecai had ever been honored for that deed that saved the king's life. He was told that he had not. So in turn, the king honored Mordecai. In this passage from Malachi, we find God's written memorial about those who heed his word. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession. God's treasured possession is the church. John Calvin wrote of this verse, In that day when he shall gather his church, it will then appear that we are his peculiar treasure. What is it that will set this people apart? What is it that will identify this treasured possession of God's? Here's what it says. Then once more, you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not. There's a line of demarcation being drawn here. There's a very distinct line of demarcation being drawn here. There's no gray area here. On one side are the righteous who have responded to the word of the prophet, who have gathered together with one another, asking, how do we respond? What do we do? How do we move forward? 
God has heard them. God has called them his treasured possession and set them up as his memorial. And there will be a difference between these righteous ones and the wicked ones who have chosen not to hear. Between the one who serves God and the one who does not. My favorite verse in all of the Old Testament is 2 Chronicles 16, 9. And it says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. We often talk about seeking God. It's a language that we're familiar with, especially from the Psalms, where it talks about seek the Lord while he may be found. In many other ways, in many other places, we get the same thing. But here, here, it's the Lord that is seeking. It's the Lord who's on the hunt. And his eyes are moving to and fro throughout the whole earth. Why? He's looking for those whose hearts are completely his. And his promise when he finds them is that he will lend them his strong support. See, back in the Malachi verses, we read that when the people began to speak to one another, their hearts began to respond to the words of the prophet. Those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. They began to discuss the words of the prophet. They began to discuss the words of the Lord. They began to ponder, how do we respond? How do we respond not only as individuals, but how do we respond as God's church. This pondering, this gathering together, this speaking together, caught the attention of the Lord. That's what the passage says. The Lord paid attention and he heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. And so the second chronicle passage is much the same. God is searching. God is hunting. And what is it that he's looking for? He's looking for those whose hearts are completely his. And what is his promise? Strong support. I don't know what goes through your mind when you read that, but boy, saying that God is strongly supporting me is a, is a pretty interesting thing to ponder. I would sure rather have God supporting me than opposing me. But this strong support that God is talking about here, it's a strong support that belongs to individuals, but it's also a strong support that belongs to the body of believers that seek Him together. Seeking Him together. Gathering together often to ponder and contemplate and talk about what it is God has been speaking to us. And my brothers and sisters, it's obvious that God has been speaking to us over the summer through his servant from this book of Jonah. How will we respond? 
as individuals and as a body. You know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as is the habit of some. We were never called to be little islands in this Christian walk. We were called to be part of something that is larger than ourselves, something that has power in itself to bear forth a stronger and more vital and more powerful testimony than just the individual. It's called the body of Christ. We were brought into it when we were born again. And as I've already mentioned, through the obedience to 29 and other admonitions in the New Testament, God conforms us to the image of His Son, and then He reflects that image to a watching world. To practice these one another's, to be able to speak to one another, we've got to be hanging out with one another. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another. Paul's calling us together. And that in that togetherness, we find that we can stand strong. We find encouragement to move on day by day. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there it is again. Though we are called to live for the glory of God as individuals, there is something extra special. All I can say is there's something more powerful when together, as with one voice, we begin to glorify God and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It reminds me of the upper room on the day of Pentecost. And they were together in one accord. And that Paul's using the same words here. In accord with Jesus Christ. That together, you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Paul ends this passage by saying, Therefore, welcome one another. And then he shows us how. Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. Christ has opened up his arms. He has suffered. He has bled. He has died. He has risen again to welcome us into his family, into his kingdom, into his grace and his mercy and love. And we're called to do the same with one another. And again, it comes down to this reason. For the glory of God. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Oh, my brothers and sisters in Christ, may we be found responding to the word of the Lord as the people in Malachi were found responding to the word of the Lord. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. Brother, sister, 
What do we do in response to that which we've just heard? And as they did, the Lord paid attention and he heard them. And he raised up a book of remembrance, a book of memorial was written before him of those who feared the Lord, of those who esteemed his name. It's my prayer that the same would be said about the congregation, the family of God in Christ, as Sierra Bible Church. Let's pray. Father, once again, we get a picture from your word today that you are ever leaning in our direction. I think that sometimes we may get a little bit confused in that thinking that seeking the Lord is this thing that is is something we've got to put a lot of effort into. Your word today from Malachi and from Second Chronicles gives us a picture of a God who is seeking, a God who is leaning in the direction of his people, anxious, ready, able, and willing to strongly support those whose hearts are completely his. To find that people who together will seek his heart and discern together how to walk with him. So much so that you raise up a memorial about them, those who fear you and those who esteem your name. The ones that you will call my treasured possession. We want to be part of that treasured possession, dear God. So grant us your grace to hear your word, to heed your word, to be quick to want to obey your word as individuals and as a body of believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. By your spirit, through your word, grant this, I pray in Jesus' name.